It's another lovely Tuesday, and you're welcome to today's podcast. Um, today, I will share with you on the subject doubt. Now, doubt is a very important subject in the Christian circle, and I want to say this before we move on that doubt is not accepted in the kingdom of God. So, Pastor Benjamin says that what ifs are not accepted in the kingdom of God because it's a language of doubt. Now, I went to the English Dictionary, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and I found four definitions quite interesting. The first one says that doubt is called into question the truth or the truth of. Now, the second one says that doubt is the lack of confidence in. The third one says that uncertainty. And the fourth says that to consider unlikely. Now, for the purpose of this podcast, we are talking about doubting God, doubting the words of God, doubting God. So it means that if you doubt, you lack confidence in God. If you doubt, you call into question what God has said, the truth. You consider it unlikely, unlikely to happen. Now, in the Bible, I chose three translations of doubt in the New Testament. The first one from Matthew chapter 14, verse 31. And it says that to doubt means to waver, especially mentally, to waver mentally. And then the second one is in Matthew 21, 21, which says that to separate thoroughly or withdraw from. So it could be literal or it could be reflexive. So what it means is that when you doubt, it means, let's say you you are believing God for something. The moment you doubt, you detach yourself from that truth. You separate yourself thoroughly. You withdraw from that statement that, oh, I said God can do it. Now I don't believe God does not God, God cannot do it. So that is what doubt actually means. And it says it could be literal or reflexive. And the reason why this definition is that is because in Mark chapter 11 and Mark chapter 11 verse 23 and Luke 12 29, the Bible says that doubt is in the heart or in the mind. The Bible sometimes uses the heart as the soul and sometimes as the spirit. In this context, the Bible is talking about the mind. So doubt happens in the mind. So it is possible that you could doubt only in your mind. You could doubt only within you, in your soul. You could doubt without showing it. But it's also possible that you doubt by your actions. And that is what that definition means. So to separate thoroughly, either literally or reflexive. So you show forth your doubt. So it's possible that you doubt and you show forth or you doubt in your mind only. So whichever case, you are still doubting. And it says that, God, I said you can, but no, I don't believe you can. I don't think you can. I've lost confidence in you. No, I I, I separate myself from that truth. I'm wavering. I'm not sure about you. I'm a bit skeptical. So that is what doubt is. And it's, it's a very dangerous thing for every believer. It's a dangerous stand for every believer. Now, one thing that I want to say before moving on is, if you know that doubt is fueled by fear. Anytime there is doubt, then it means that fear has been there. So anytime someone doubts, the person has either heard something, seen something, sat down to analyze and saw that this thing, I'm afraid this thing will work out, then doubt sets in. And so in in 1 Timothy 2.18, there's another translation of the doubt in the Greek which is more doubting and it says that reasoning or imagination or to dispute 
So sometimes doubt could just be as a result of our reasoning. When you sit down and you analyze the situation, when you look at what is going on, then you doubt because figuratively speaking, you know that by facts, this cannot happen, but we are dealing with truth. And so you detach yourself from the truth and join facts and then you doubt. And so doubt is fueled by fear. Look at Peter in Matthew 14, 31. Jesus invited him to walk on the sea. And then when he saw the wind, he feared. And then he doubted if he could actually do what Jesus has asked him to do. Then he began to sing and Jesus had to save him. So that is what doubt does. The moment you begin to doubt, that is it. And so the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, the Bible says that he who doubts is double-minded. It's like the wave of the sea tossed by the wind. And the Bible says that such a person should not expect to receive anything from God. I mean, this is a serious, a serious, serious statement. Such a person should not expect anything from God. In the book of James is known to be the most practical, if not the most practical, it's known to be the most practical book in the Bible. And it says that if someone is doubting, the person should not expect to receive anything from God. That is how serious doubt is. So if you ask God for something and you doubt, it means that you don't want it any longer. It means that you don't think God can provide it any longer. And may God have mercy. So that is what doubt is. Now, one thing that I want you to say, know, is that in Romans chapter 14, verse 22 to 23, Paul was talking about how people would say that this is clean, I should not eat this, this is not clean, I should eat this. And he was saying, he was saying in the verse 23 that, he says that if you doubt, then do not eat it. What is Paul trying to say? I'm just paraphrasing. What is Paul trying to say? He's trying to say that anytime you doubt, it's better to refrain. If you want to ask God for something and you are already doubting, it's better not to ask at all. Because the moment you doubt, then you are not expecting an answer. Doubt is a way of telling God that I don't need it any longer. It's a way of telling God that I don't think you can provide it any longer. And so you can doubt by your actions or in your, in your mind, as I already said. So anytime you do things that suggest to God that, hey, God, I don't need this any longer, or you doubt in your mind that, listen, I don't think it can happen, then you are out of it. You don't want any answer. James says that don't expect to receive anything from God. Now, something interesting happened in the Bible. In Luke chapter 1, verse 13, let's read. Luke chapter 1, verse 13. I'm reading from the New King James Version. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call him John. And so he says a lot of things about John. Then in verse 18, Zacharias responds. He says that, And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in age. Now I want us to look at some translations of what Zacharias said. Now the King, New King James says that, How shall I know this? Amplified says that, But what shall I know? And be sure of this. Good News translation says that, how shall I know if this is so? The angel is telling some. He said, "How shall I know if this is so?" So doubt is just doubt is just 
away, denying the word of God, denying the truth, trying to say that this is not the word of God, this is not true. The message Bible says that, do you expect me to believe this? The angel told he said, do you expect me to believe? That is how serious doubt is. He says, do you expect me to believe this? The MLT says that, how can I be sure of this? The MLT says, how can I know this will happen? <laughs> so, this, these are all translations of doubt. So, anytime you make these statements, they are all symbolic of doubt. Now, the, the long story cuts from this man was made mute, dumb, until the promise came to pass. Sometimes God will overlook certain things. But the truth is that doubt has caused so many people to make mistakes. Look at Sarah and Abraham that they are regretting today. Look at the outcome of Ishmael. Listen, doubt has caused so many people to have delays in life, to have delays of their promises being fulfilled. I want to speak to you. Have you noticed that anytime you want to ask for something, you go to people you believe can give to you. So if you go and then they don't provide, then you get disappointed. How much more God? If you're asking God for something and you believe God cannot do it, don't ask him. If you go to the bank for a loan and you believe you get money from the bank, and then how much go to God and then you doubt that God is able to do what you're asking for. You doubt that God is able to do what he has said concerning you. You doubt that God is able to provide. You doubt that God is able to come through for you. It is demeaning. It, it is a disgrace, dishonor to God and his name. You, you can't doubt God. In, in fact, it's disrespectful. It's awkward. I don't know the word to use. Anytime you doubt God, it, it, it's so disrespectful, dishonoring to doubt God. Today, I want to speak to you and tell you that get off every doubt and hold on to your faith because doubt is the greatest antagonist of faith. I want you to hold on to your faith no matter what. And I pray for you that may every spirit of doubt be moved out of your spirit. And because the Bible says you not give us a spirit of fear. Fear brings doubt. Fear fuels doubt. May God help you. And may God cause you to hold on to your faith. And may every doubt be eradicated of your life. He who has said it is able to perform. He's more than able to perform. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you.